It is the rush on the ref. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman inside the Brown O'Haver Studios. Big time upset in studio today. I thought for sure that you would be uh, dressed in some Arlington Renegades gear <laughs> after the merchandise dropped yesterday, but instead you're in a Taco Bell t-shirt. So I know it. XFL shop is open uh, as uh, Coach Bob Stoops joined. Just the new gear looks awesome. Hey, I just want to start with, hey, Teddy, you noticed Tyler didn't lead off with giving me all that all that stuff about the favorite segment <laughs> he, of the week. You intimidated whatnot. me last week. You did. He, uh, he learned. You don't, you don't need to be doing all that uh, for me. That's so, great. Uh, the best segment in the history of radio, Coach Stoops joins so us. So I just sucked up to him about the new gear instead for the Arlington Renegades. That's I right. actually put on uh, uh, a polo with the new logo on it for the Renegades. And I'm about to go here in an hour to uh, an event at Texas Live here in Arlington, um, right across from the Rangers Stadium and Choctaw Stadium that we'll be playing in, uh, to meet a bunch of people and reporters and uh, kind of kick this, start to kick this off a little bit. So it's great. Yeah, it's, I guess, yeah, now that we – you mentioned it. We're in November. Uh, you guys get started the week after Super Bowl, right? So this this thing's going to be on you before you know it. Yeah, we start practice early January, and uh, the first uh, games will be the weekend after the Super Bowl. And let's face it, everybody's looking for more football. At least for uh, we've got a ten week season, a playoff, and a championship. So everyone. That'll that'll help everybody get over the Super Bowl, and now we still got a little bit of football to watch. Yep, no doubt, and uh, it's fun to watch those players kind of uh, transition. Some guys from college, some guys are have, have NFL experience. Heck, watching PJ Walker, who was with Houston the first yep. go round with the XFL, he's out there with Carolina uh, through a <laughs> game tying touchdown at the end of regulation. That was a, a a bad situation for Carolina, but he's out there playing well. Anyways, it's it's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to it. How about the uh, how about the Sooners going up to Iowa State? That is a really tough team. That was a great atmosphere up there. Um, coming off of a bye week, that's a really good win, 27-13 against a, an Iowa State team that is way better than what their record says they are. Well, they've been in tight games, as you know, every single week. Um they are better than the record says, just because of all those tight games. They, you know, uh, just they haven't been able to make some key plays to to change the outcome. And you know, and then for us last week, we did make those key plays defensively and offensively to to change the game and and to give yourself an opportunity to win. And we did win. And I I thought we played really well. Um, you know, I thought we gave up some opportunities to where we could have separated ourselves a little bit more but that happens in games and we still recovered from it where we let them hang around i just think like for instance eric gray hadn't fumbled all year and Mm -hmm. it was a fluky thing where that guy's helmet hit the ball and but we're inside the 15 again you know on Mm -hmm. that play i thought you know marvin's a a great great receiver force and had you know might have had some other plays that could have helped you know that could have made a little bit difference and you know, that kind of thing. So I, I, I just thought we really played well and defensively it was great to see another really good defensive game and came up with turnovers. And I thought the decision, Brent's decision and their design of the fake field goal was absolutely perfect and a great timing for it. When you're on the road, you don't want to settle for field goals. And, you know, and he, 
you know, made the appearance that, all right, we're, we're going to kick it and just get points. And there they shovel it right to the kicker, and he goes in untouched. So I thought that was a, a great, great call and perfect timing for it. So anyway, I thought it was a really sound and, and strong win. Now, am I crazy? And maybe you remember this, but I feel like all the way back whenever I was there, early 2000s, we had that same exact fake field goal in. Matt McCoy was the uh, – it was just a little bit different yep. to the other side where he kind of tossed it over his shoulder, right? Yeah, well, no, that was one that goes outside. Oh, okay. We had that. But I, I believe we had one like that where Matt McCoy, instead of flipping it to the kicker, he just set it down, let the kicker go through his motions, and then he ran it in. That's right. I yep. didn't want to take a chance of flipping it to the kicker. So. <laughs> right. uh but anyway, we always, as you remember, Teddy, I, I was always big on finding when, you know, someone is really set on how they always rush the, the field goal. Sometimes you can pin them, you pull one guy or pin them and push, you know, run someone out of there and there's a lane there. And sure enough, that's what happened. And um, But anyway, I, I can remember uh, you weren't there, but designing one to Michael Honeycutt for Oklahoma State that we end up scoring on. We put it in on Friday walkthrough. Wow. Nice. Like, all right, we need something here. And then we, so we went through it about eight times. And I told Michael, I said, now listen, you're not used to catching the ball and all these guys chasing you and somebody really tattooing you. I said, so when you get that, when you, you know, if you're getting close to the goal line, you make sure you take care of the ball. And he said, coach, I'm going to be the one tattooing the guy. <laughs> I started laughing. I'm like, okay. And sure enough, if you ever look back at that uh, field goal up in Stillwater, that fake, he gets destroyed just as he gets inside the pylon. And he goes he goes on his back, his feet up in the air. I think the ball went flying. I was laughing. But fortunately, he had already crossed the, the pylon. Now, now that I think about it, you know, that's interesting because – you know, I, just going back to my playing days, I know you designed um, you, that great fake punt that we ran against Kansas State. I remember you designed all of those fake field goals, the one with, that we ran against Missouri, uh, some of the other ones with Matt McCoy there. Um, and I don't remember if we ever used it, but we had a, like a special onside where I think we just is like a chip shot to Brandon Jones as he ran down the sideline. So yep. I'm guessing that's something that, did you dedicate uh, some time to that each week to designing oh, yeah. those things? Absolutely. I always felt if you could steal a possession with a fake punt or you could still get a touchdown instead of a field goal and somebody's close tight games, that, that it was, you know, they were big, big moments. And uh, Forgot and about I the was, one at Alabama, too. The, yeah, the Alabama. The jet where they, they brought the jet off the edge. That Brent, that was uh, Coach Venables and I. Another Friday walkthrough. They kept, they, you know, we kept looking at that. That when they, they just totally ignore your eligible receivers and are kind of just rushing you. And I said, we got to have something. Brent said, we, let's. What if we did this? And he and I talked through it, and we just leaked Michael uh, Thompson out, and he, um, you know, and nobody was guarding. So it was just irresponsible on their their part, and we took advantage of it. And it was we had they had already got a finger on the punt, so it was like, look, we need to. And I felt the stadium crushing that coming down on us. It was so loud, and 
they were really feeling it, that we really needed something to happen. And sure enough, we made it happen and got Michael got it out to about midfield and because we were backed up and probably at our own 20 or inside. And then we threw a touchdown, uh, Jason, to Brandon Jones in the very next play, and that mm-hmm. just quieted all of a sudden the stadium. You could hear a pin drop. Yep, that's true. Um, back to the game on Saturday. You know, Dylan Gabriel didn't have the same stat line as he did for the Kansas game, but I thought he played pretty well. Uh, did a really good job oh. of managing the game. What have you thought? Um, you know, he had the injury, and he misses six quarters and I feel like these past two games, not that he was playing bad before, but he, he's really played two solid games since coming off that injury. Has that kind of been your takeaway? Absolutely. He played great uh, the last two games, and I thought he played great, you know, on the road the other day. And, again, you know, we have, we have a few drops in there, too, that could have been big, other big stats. So, you know, you've you got to take all of that into consideration. I, I thought he played an excellent game and uh, in the last couple weeks, and, and it's made a big difference for us. It, it always does. You know, one of the things that I thought was great, and we talked to Coach Venables about it last night on the Coach's Show, is that it was it was the first quarter. I think the score was still 0-0 whenever they brought in all the young guys. Uh, they brought in, what, I think eight different guys off the sideline, started to drive with them. They ran three plays, had three nice successful plays, and then they jogged in the number one offense off the side after those guys got the ball out to about the 40-yard line, running three really cool plays. I, I thought that was awesome to get those guys involved. You could see how much energy it brought to the sideline, seeing them go out there and have some success. That was really cool. Yeah, it, it, it was. And, uh, you know, and I, I always think it's great to play as many players as you can and, and still keep the, the rhythm of the game and, you know, how it is in the – you know, the flow of the game. Sometimes if you, you sub too much, it can get you out, but other times it doesn't. And so fortunately it worked that way, and, you know, it'll probably keep happening that way. And I always felt, and probably not probably not true, I always felt it was easier to do defensively than it was offensively, but it, it's probably not the case. I mean, you know, just play guys you have confidence in that can make plays and move the ball. By the way, Teddy, xfl.com backslash tickets if you want to buy season tickets. All right. For the Arlington Renegades. There we go. We do need to make it down there for at least one game. Yeah, we do. Home opener for sure. That'll be Uh, awesome. It's it's an exciting, great stadium, Choctaw Stadium, and, uh, you know, it's the old Globe Life uh, right down here in Arlington, right across from the new ballpark, and uh, great stadium uh, to play in. And uh, Arlington, the people down here have been really great to us, really uh, just embracing – embracing us and what's going on here yep good stuff all right coach we appreciate you stopping by as always good stuff and uh look forward to talking to you next week all right guys good to be with you boomer sooner all right coach. and go renegades as well <laughs> there we go, <laughs> there, go. There, there we go. go coach bob stoops brought to you by Modelo. appreciate Modelo for sponsoring our weekly chat with bob stoops